1: And now uh, it's time for 15 minutes of your
0: Miami
1: Heat. 15 minutes of heat is brought to you by the Coral Springs Auto Mall. Things are heating up at the Coral Springs Auto Mall with over 2,000 new Hondas, Kias, Buicks, GMCs, and pre owned vehicles. Heat Taking on the Indiana Pacers tonight, 7 o'clock tip-off. Zaslow, Tommy Ty, gets you going with the Heat pregame show. You, of course, can hear every minute right here on the ticket. Or or you can watch it on Sun Sports, listen to this man get you ready. He has all the coverage. He's Jason Jackson, one half of the best duo in basketball. The Jack Show, Ron Rothstein. (laughs) It's like a superhero duo like none other. Hello, Jason.
2: Greetings. I'm going to hit you right now because this is what happens. You know, over the years, it's you know been what like Sports Channel, been Sunshine, then Sunshine Network, or was it Sunshine Network, then Sunshine, then Sun Sports, now Fox Sports Sun.
1: Oh, I'm sorry, Fox Sports Sun. Now
2: don't be, brother. Listen, that's ridiculous. It's like you know somebody changing their name because they're running from the mob. Listen, so, as long so as, like they the,
1: as they got the as long as they got the famous faces on there, man, that's all that matters. Fox they got
2: Sports Sun tonight, six thirty. Yours truly. And listen, right off the bat, Fiorentino coming in. We're going to talk about Goran's short, mid-range, long-range jump shots. I mean, we're coming out the box, Eric Reed's going to come and lay down some knowledge, get you prepared for the Pacers because I know everybody's Pacers knowledge might be a little bit, uh, a little bit low early in the season.
1: Well, that's so been... we're,
2: we're coming full effect tonight,
1: Jax. That's been something that's been so impressive with Goran. I mean, he's had a really tremendous month, but. I mean, we, all, we knew that the Dragon, like, he can, get, he can get to the hoop, but the shooting this year has just been phenomenal. What do you make of that?
2: Work. Uh, when we were in the Bahamas, I would watch him before and after practice, and it was like he was kind of not reforming his shot, but kind of resetting it. And this is radio, so it's going to be a tough way for me to explain it, but I'm going to try anyway. <laughs> what he's basically trying to do is, is line his shot up a little bit more linear from elbow to knee to toe. I mean, it's the old uh, anybody has been to heat camp, uh, Coach Fiorentino calls it his, his, his cousin from Sicily, Tony Elbow. Uh, and what he means by that is you're literally lining up your toe, your knee, and your elbow uh, underneath uh, your jump shot. And he wanted to get to a position where he could catch and release a little bit quicker. He also wanted to be in that, that triple threat dynamic, which means he's passing off and he drives off and he shoots off it, uh, causing a total dilemma for the defense on what he's going to do. And you've seen it now. So he'll drive. Get the kind of the nail for folks that don't like uh, you know inside the Beltway uh, basketball is It's right in the middle of the free throw line, uh, and then that little fadeaway, fallaway, whatever you want to call it, and that's not a guardable shot. So he starts knocking that thing down 15, 16, 17 feet like he's been over the last month, like you just noted, and that just adds a whole other dimension. And his three-point shots at 40% for the year, so. I mean, he, he, the elements that he's getting to talk about leadership. You know, we heard Spo over the last week talk about how it's important for Hassan to play great, for the team to have a chance to win. I, I'm telling you, in that same breath and not too far right behind Hassan, are, are nights like we've seen over the last couple home games from, from Gorin as well.
3: Jax, about Hassan, um, look, and the money doesn't matter to me. Uh, the thing that I really enjoyed last year was how he progressed. But there's still that thing, that situation that's out there, and teams are still going after him to frustrate him and take him out of the game that way. And sometimes he falls for it. Um, You know, I know everybody talks about it, but aren't they telling him, look, until you learn how to deal with this and fight through it, you're going to see it on a nightly basis.
2: You saw it the other night, didn't you? Yeah. Real quick, in right. the third quarter. Right. right. So, put some daddy on it, right? Right. I mean, mm-hmm. he, had, he had to let it be known. If I'm not going to get everything I need from it, then you might as well sit next to me. Right. And I, you saw the performance the very, very next game. This is still a learning process. Right. And I know we want it to go faster. I know you know better, but it, it, we want everything to be right now. Right, and and I appreciate you trying to put the money to the side because that humanizes the conversation a little bit. Right, um, we're we're the, the organization is asking this young man and has the expectations for this young man, and he wants it to be the focal point of the franchise when everybody else in the world is asking their six four, six five, six six shooter to be that person. So as the game has changed, uh, the organization has noted. Listen, you look around here. And there aren't a whole lot of seven-foot, shot-blocking, rebounding monsters that now are developing an offensive game that's pretty sexy, uh, you know, popping up out in the cornfields, all right? So you get one, you grab one, you hang on, you develop, and then you run with it. Um, I, I think that eventually we're going to see more consistent, dominant play from him. But we shouldn't apply robotic standards to anybody. That There are going to be nights when teams – defend really well, but they put together game plans where then the Heat need to adjust, and that Hassan then becomes a bit of a decoy on some fronts. Um, there are going to be nights where he's going to have to power through triple, quadruple teams and try to make things work, and there'll be other nights where he just gets down because he's a monster. Um, it's 82 games. I'm saying for anybody there's a dozen games that you wish you had back in a season. You just don't want to get in much past that. And if you can accept that as a fan, understanding that even the great ones have just a few nights where it doesn't seem like they're superhuman, um, then you're not going to be so perplexed by the fact that it happens to Hassan. I, I refuse to apply any other standard to him that we wouldn't have applied to anybody else in that high-profile role. It's just because of where we are as a fan base, we're, we're now in search of the next thing, and we want to apply Hall of Fame status to the very next person, even though that took a minute for LeBron, and it took a minute for Dwayne, it took a minute for, I mean, really short minutes, but it took time <laughs> for even those greats to get to the position they're in now.
3: Jax, and to be fair to Hassan, what also makes it that much more difficult is when it's only him and Gorham playing, and they got eight men on the bench, there's nowhere else to go. So that in itself has to be frustrating for him because, yeah, you want to see the effort and you want him to do his thing. But when that's it, all they're going to do is put a foot in the paint and close down on it. Except for maybe I'm going to say two or three, maybe three
2: games off the top of my head Mm -hmm. that I can think were just absolute debacles. Um, For the most part, they handle it well. They understand the position they're in. Um, That. If at one point they can get past uh, the two minutes that maybe some of the top players have played with one another, that's all it's been this year, that um, they'll be able to show exactly what they're capable of doing and hopefully we'll get, you know, there's another piece that you get back tonight and then maybe another in a couple nights. And then you know, as you get to, um, as Shane Battier used to call it, the rigors of the season um, in January and February, that you, you actually end up having a whole bunch of fresh bodies around. I was at a season ticket holder event last night, and I went a little Ben Crenshaw back in 99 at the, uh, at, at the Ryder cup on them. And I said, I got a feeling I really do. I, I got a feeling this group's going to show something. I, I can't put 2003, 2004 on it. Cause that's so many people's favorite, you know, he team that didn't win a title, but there's something I, I just, I feel a this group really likes each other and they really take to the instruction of the coach. The impact of it hasn't shown up in wins and losses, but I haven't seen the things that happen. Oftentimes, the teams that aren't doing well happen in this locker room, and I don't anticipate it happening. And you know what happens. It's that infighting. It's the selfishness. It's the finger point. I mean, Leroy, none of that, not even an inkling of it, because of the reality of why they find themselves in this spot, which is the one thing you have to anticipate but can't control and that's injury.
1: Jackson, this season where there's been so many injuries and, of course, so many close games that uh, haven't gone the Heat's way, who have been the the bright spots? Who have been the guys that you've seen uh, kind of come into their own a little bit who you're excited about?
2: Uh, There's so many. But at the top of the list has to be James Johnson. He's never been put in this position before, and he's so thankful. He's earned it. And you take a second, he'll let you know. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) He'll let you know. But he's – He's been awesome in the sense of no one has ever asked him uh, has ever asked him other than hey go out there and rebound and defend And coach bolstrom and this team of coaches and, and, and player personnel uh, decision makers put the ball in his hand and said, listen, if you're a four on this team, then you need to be able to get the ball off the floor and create some office. We, we got to go like we're, we're going And in that he is totally embraced handling the ball, setting up offense, creating offense for himself when need be. Um, You know, I don't know if everybody knows his back story. He comes from a family of martial artists, uh, the Johnson family of 11, nine children. And I think he's right in the middle. And uh, so he's a martial artist of epic proportions. Uh, Actually was in some kickboxing and some martial arts, mixed martial arts matches as a younger man undefeated. And, uh, so that's not a cat, right? Word up. I knew you'd come in until it was right there yep. and he has not <laughs> lost a vet. So, uh, there's some core strength there that allows him to, uh, to, to get up and create some things among the trees that, that, uh, probably have caught people's eye, uh, when he's been on the floor. But I, I just love the fact that he's embraced more responsibility on the offensive end. And every time he's out there, particularly with that second crew, uh, the law firm of Johnson and Johnson, uh, out there really impacting <laughs> things positively with their energy. That's, so- <laughs> that's why I think Spoh's so hesitant to, to change those particular two when he, when, he, when he has to adjust the starting lineup. He loves keeping those two there because they just come out like they are shot out of a cannon. And that's what you want from your reserves uh, to be able to either maintain or elevate play um, when you're giving that first team a
1: breather. Uh, talking to Jason Jackson, you guys can check him out tonight. Fox Sports Sun. Heat Live gets going on at 6.30 tonight before Heat and Pacers. Jax, we were talking a little bit uh, earlier in the show today. Vaughn Miller had some comments talking about how he wishes NFL players would be more like NBA players, protect themselves, don't take cheap shots like what went down in the uh, Broncos-Titans game this past week. Uh, do, you, do you see that? Do you see that there's a, a respect for opponents amongst NBA players? And do you like that? Do you miss the old days of the, the 90s heat rivalries when you guys are getting thrown up into the stands? Cause there's, 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 there's Udonis Haslam, but there's not, a, there's not a roster full of Udonis Haslams or Charles Oakleys or P.J. Browns like there used to be.
2: Yeah, I think we had to evolve from the hip toss. I think that was critical. <laughs> there was an advancement of throwing, throwing people over your shoulder into the stand. Um, listen, I probably have altered, and and you're probably feeling this a little bit, Tobin, now that you're a daddy. You know there's an image that trickles down into college and high school and AAU and middle school and rec league. Everything these guys do ends up in a basketball game somewhere in the grassroots. And I love that the league and the teams individually understand their impact. Uh, This league understands its stewardship. At the highest level, and I'm talking about the commissioner. He uses the phrase uh, "this whole dynamic about unlawful, unlawful, unnatural acts on the floor that they're focused on all, after all the Draymond shenanigans, and then, and then there are a couple other players that were in it." That emphasis was put in place with the direct initiative of making sure that garbage did not trickle down into the rest of the game. So I, I I'm, I'm glad that other players recognize that. I'm glad that the League has legislated out the Donnie Brooks. And, and I think that's really specifically for young basketball players. It's, it's, it's entirely unnecessary. And if we're being really honest, I'm going to go with Charles Barkley on this one. Basketball players don't really want to fight anyway. Basketball players are lovers. Ask the football player in your room. <laughs> Ask him about those basketball players up there in, in Ann Arbor. Okay. <laughs> I bet you it was a special environment in that competition on the
1: yard. Hello. What does uh, Ron Rothstein do to get ready for the game?
2: Uh, listen, Ron, listen. You're talking about a guy, okay, who th- – listen, there's no calisthenics for, for stop it right there, okay? <laughs> um, you don't have to touch your toes for a rewind, all right? We're talking about four decades of NBA knowledge and experience with a, a, a golden line of knowledge that reaches deep from the Biscayne Bayside studio into Heat Nation – With warmth and holiday cheer now more than ever.
1: It's the greatest. I mean, it's the greatest thing on television. I don't, I don't, I mean, there's no competition. You can, you can take all the inside the NBA or whatever the hell that Charles Barkley show is called. Ron's Rewind, Mm -hmm. Emmy Worthy. I mean, what can you say? Jason Jackson. I can't, I can't. He's, 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 he's a treasure. You're a Ronaholic. That's what you are. He's a treasure, Jason. He's a treasure. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I love it. We should get
2: the clearance. We should get the clearance from Bruno Mars on that tune. I agree. It's backup music. There you he, go, he's cutting it up. Speaking he of music,
1: are, are you getting uh, are you getting front row tickets from Mariah Carey, Lionel Richie? Is that is that up your alley? Is that
2: is that coming? That's that's the summer, correct? I believe so. Yeah, yes, BB&T. Uh, can I
1: get green room tickets? Is that, is that
2: <laughs> such a thing? Uh,
1: enjoy the can game. I be
2: a part of the rider, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <Hello>? uh,
1: <laughs> enjoy the game tonight, Jax. Check it uh, check it out. Fox Sports Sun tonight, 6:30. He's got your Heat live. Heat Pacers tonight. Uh, you can check it out. They uh, they do a fantastic job. We love them.
3: All right, Jax. Stay stay black. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Um, I wanted to ask him, did he like, does he like, Big Mariah or little Mariah but I already knew the end.
0: Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours.
1: Why? Why?
0: Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile price Prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.